Hello and welcome to Trainer's Voice, brought to you by Guardian Angel Equine Services, a podcast created for the busy equestrians in mind for on-the-go training, chat, and learning. My goal as a trainer is to help improve horses' lives and performance by educating and helping their owners. These episodes are my opinions based on my knowledge from research and experience. Feel free to ask any questions. All my links are always in the show notes. Hey guys, so this one's going to be pretty quick. Um, I was thinking, because I ran flags in my local Roundup Club the last two nights. Um, oh, excuse me, I'm tired. Um, Jake, uh, so I rode Jake, and he did pretty well. We had a few hiccups that we had to come over, and we'll talk about those, but... Overall, I was very proud of him. We hadn't rode in a parade sent with the club, so like having to do a formation and stuff, or carry a flag in many, many years. Um, some of you may or may not know, I used to ride um, club royalty uh, for like five to seven years in a row, I'm pretty sure. I started off as um, princess. I rode princess for quite a few years, at least three or more years in a row before I was junior queen, and I think I was junior queen like twice or three times, and then I rode as queen once, and then I rode as past queen two or three times, so that, that's quite a, quite a few years, um, but so it's been quite some time. I lived with my dad last time I rode as a royalty. And so, it's been a hot minute since Jake's even looked at a flag, and Parade went well. Parade was great. He didn't get hot um, until towards the end, but um, he didn't get, like, overly hot. Um, The first night of the rodeo, we ended up not having breaks. He got a little anxiety and wasn't listening to me and wasn't listening to my seat or legs, And then um, last night, while we had our breaks and he was listening to me a little bit better, he decided he wasn't going to go in the gate. There's two reasons for this. We had spent a whole freaking year on working on his gate sour issue, and he was doing great. I know some of you may have seen on my TikTok uh, where I talk about uh, or where I posted Jake's latest run. Um, While it was a practice run, he was walking at head Uh, walking in head down, um, flat-footed, doing great. So, um, I think what happened was our first night, he did really good. I was very proud of him. But then our second night, I think he got overly stressed, too much on the muscle, and he just kept wanting to, uh, he either wanted to go through and launch out like a barrel run, or um, he didn't want to go at all, and the first thing that happened was the producers set off a firework to let the Bronx out and run in, um, and the firework, I was standing too close to the gate, because I wanted to make sure he was going to go in, um, it scared the living crap out of him, and he backed up and spun, so we were supposed to set pivots, he didn't go in, um, but then, we got him to go in to carry a flag for the grand entry. So that was great. We redeemed ourselves. And then we were supposed to do event flags and run a big circle 
which took a minute, but he did go in. So overall, we finished on a good note. It was great. I was proud of him. Now I'm just scared that we're going to have gate issues. But aside from that, what got me thinking was, you know, horses are not the only ones whose brains shut down and don't work anymore when, when you're running or when you're going in stressful situations or at high speeds. Like, I hear a lot of people talk about how... Um, I hear a lot of people talk about, you know, uh, I apologize, I lost my train of thought, how they don't remember their run. They don't remember what they did, and they don't remember what happened. It was just a split second. Um, and to me, now... I've only done a little research, so after this podcast, I'm going to give what I think is happening, and then I'm going to go actually look into this, because people don't talk about it. Um, But to me, what I think is happening is your brain is not necessarily shutting down, but it's so much for you to try to comprehend that your brain pretty much is like just, I guess, shutting down. That's what we'll say. And so you don't remember... And therefore, I think a lot of the times, uh, we don't re- when we don't really remember things, well then you're not sure if you used your legs. You're not sure if you pulled correctly. You're not sure if you sat where you should. That's where muscle memory really needs to come in. And we really, really need to work on that. Because then if it's muscle memory, it comes naturally. And um, But if it's not muscle memory, so this is really pertaining to the riders who are working on going faster. They're getting those step-up horses, you know, those horses that have more power, they're doing more, things like that. And so I think that what's really happening is we have to condition our brain as well. So that way when you're running, and I know this happens to a lot of people, they're at home practicing or they go to arena just to practice. So it's not like a crowd or anything. And they're running, they're able to use their inside leg and kind of spur a little bit, but they're able to pick up um, that rein, they're able to sit, they're able to remember to grab the saddle horn, and, you know, they're like, in their mind, their brain is telling their body to do these things, because they're not stressed out, they're not in a stressful situation, they're not going at a high rate of speed that they're uncomfortable with, um, most of the time. But once we start practicing those higher rate of speeds, then we really need to pay attention to when our brain says, says, I'm out, I'm out, you know, Um, and that's why we need to practice muscle memory so much. Now, again, this is all just my opinion and me thinking about everything, because what happened was during the grand entry, things were okay. He was a little stressed, but he listened to me. He, we knew kind of what was going on. The night before, he did not. He was stressed out. His brain was shut down. He wasn't listening to me. And uh, it was stressful. But I was able to continue to use my feet, use my hands, and really keep him somewhat controlled. And so now, when I was thinking about it, when I was running flags last night, event flags, and we went in, and all we did was go in and make a circle not a big deal, right? 
But I kept remembering, I was like, he was cutting off corners. And I don't remember ever using my foot to, like, push him over. I don't. And so, uh, it, got, it just got me thinking about this. Because I was like, I don't remember doing that. I was like, I know, I know how to do that. But I don't remember doing that. And so... Um, what I think actually happened was because he wasn't going in, he was refusing the gate. My whole thought process was get in, get it done, make it look at least decent. I wasn't even thinking about him. I wasn't even thinking about being controlled. I was just stressed out and my brain said, I'm out. I'm done. I'm out until you calm down. (laughs) And so I really feel like that's what's happening when people say they can't remember if they use their leg or not, or they can't remember their run. You know, um, I feel like our brain is so overloaded and we're not conditioning conditioning it to work at that high stress or at that high rate of speed. That high rate of speed is increases your stress level, which will increase the likelihood of you, your brain checking out on you. That's what we'll say. Um, so I just thought that was very interesting. I have never really thought of it before. It's not something that I feel like is super, um, talked about and someone may have talked about it. If so, you know, definitely, um, tag me, send me a link, whatever. I'd love to really get into the uh, behavior behind that or the, you know, the brain, how the brain works with all that, because that's something that I know I need to work on, and I've been riding horses for so long. However, I do know that one of my faults is I've never had the privilege to ride papers. Jake is papered, but he's not good papers. So, um, Benton is my first, like, somewhat papered horse, and he's decently papered. Um, his dad's side, definitely. His mom's side, she's decently papered, but not, like, famous. Um, and so he's my first horse to ever have to ride papers, and I know that he's going to have some power behind him. And even Jake, when he wants to run, he'll overpower me. And sometimes he, he kind of worries me because I'm like, I'm not fit enough to ride this. I'm not ready for you. My skills aren't up to par. And that's something I know I need to work on because I've never had the chance to ride and practice on a horse that's just so powerful and ready to go. And so I really want to prepare myself before Betton gets old enough to start running. Um, so that way I'm ready for him. Jake, we've all we've always been learning and training, and we've never I've never really asked him for his potential. And so for that reason. I, um, I've never really ran him. I mean, we've raced and we've ran full at a full run on a flat and I enjoyed it. You know, everything was great, but I've never actually pushed him into the arena and ran barrels and asked for his full potential. And so there's one time he tried to give it and it scared me and I lift him up. (laughs) That was a long time ago, but, um, I just, you know, I've no, I know that's my my flaw because I know I haven't been in the situation to be able to ride horses like that and really practice on it. But um, I just kind of wanted to run that over your head because 
you know, no, I haven't heard anybody talk about this. And I know that people view it as normal for your brain to do this or people, let me rephrase that. People view it as normal for you not to remember. And while that is like technically, I guess, normal, but at the same time, I feel like if we're conditioning our brains correctly, and this also goes for our horses, then we should be able to stay focused and be able to make those small mistakes or the small, um, small critiques in the middle of a run. Now, you know, I know a lot of barrel racers who, you know, they make those, uh, Hail Mary, um, decisions during their run. And I've always wondered if I could ever do that because, you know, I mean, of course, anybody, if you're fixing a mow of a barrel, anybody's going to have the natural reaction to move their horse one way or the other. It's just gonna, you know, when you're driving into a wall, your natural reaction is to stop. That's your body trying to keep you safe. But like making the decision to pick that shoulder up, put the inside leg in and move that horse over unless it's second nature to you, which I know a ton of people who say it is, but it isn't, if that makes sense. And I'm being, and that's me being one of them. And the only people I've ever really rode with that I've truly felt like they, their mind doesn't leave them when they're running at a high rate of speed is a couple professional trainers who they're not famous, but they're, uh, they're really good trainers that I know that I've rode with before. Um, and a couple that I follow on social media and then your NFR barrel racers, of course, I feel like most of all of them are make that decision except Fallon Taylor. Maybe I just feel like Fallon Taylor, she trains her horses in a way that she can ride like a monkey and they're going to, they're supposed to do their job anyway. So I feel like she, she pretty much already prepares for the idea of, I'm not going to say not being able to fix a mistake, but, or not, not being able to correct something, but, uh, she puts more of the responsibility on her horse, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how, I don't, you know, I don't know, but I'm going to look into this. So when I find out more, I'll let you know. Y'all have a great day. Bye.